Hello, friends, and everybody else that's listening. We're glad that you're back. Wow, so not all of them are friends? Uh, they might be. I don't know. Nope. Wow. Um, friends and listeners. What a way to start off the podcast. <laughs> this is not a both uh, and. Hey, we are glad that you are with us on Maybe. another episode of Craft Theology. Um, we got a pretty great lineup of beverage. We got one beverage um, that I'm hoping is delicious. But before, actually, while I'm getting those beverages out, um, I, I want to start this podcast a little different, and I'm going to ask y'all a question. When uh, we say craft theology, what do we mean? I've been thinking about that recently. I feel like this should have been like a like an episode one, you know, conversation. But for uh, Lucy and Xander, what what does it mean when we say craft theology? Outside of we're drinking craft beverages and talking theology, what does it mean to have a craft theology? Well, I mean, sounds cool. It's unique. It's a great brand name, just off the start. But I guess you want to get technical with it, because I guess that's what we do. When you think of a craft, to me, when I think of craft theology, and why I like it so much, is because when you when you think about a craft soda, it's doing something, changing something, or putting your own spin on the traditional way of enjoying things so i mean when you think of a different craft soda it's a very unique and specialized version or from how i like to view craft sodas or craft beverages a very way of making things better and so for me craft theology is all about putting our getting out of the mainstream things the mainstream ideas and breaking them down to actually what do they mean and kind of going out there for a little bit on something that maybe nobody's ever heard before and doing it in a way to challenge and expand our horizons or our our palettes. Cool. Lucy, what do you think about that? Um, I think the idea of craft, like when applying it to beverages, is intentional. It's like, I mean, as much as everyone likes Coke products, they're a dime a dozen and anyone can go out and get it. But to actually seek out a craft beverage and those making the craft beverage itself it's a very intentional act and it's there's way more thought and care and like a genuine desire put in into it so to have a craft theology is taking what you hear on Sundays but not just necessarily like picking it up and going it's putting the intentionality into it and actually breaking it down reading into it and figuring out what you want, what you believe, and what you want to see. Yeah, that's great. I would definitely just echo both of y'all. I think, I mean, I think y'all nailed it. Definitely, uh, Xander, what you were saying was 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 Take what that, I was. Lucy. It was what I was. Take that. It was what I was thinking about. Put it on the board. Um, the other day when I was thinking about, you know, what it means to be craft, and then how how theology works into that. But yeah, so. I want to. I want to get merch. He echoed both of us, but only liked what you. I know. Said. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, oh yeah, go ahead. I Let's echo, see this. I echo both go. of you because I think I think it's it's definitely a both and. But what I was what I was saying just like was better. the other day when I was thinking about it. I was thinking about what what Xander said. I wasn't thinking about mine, what you said. Yeah. But after you both said it, I'm like oh yeah, what Lucy says is is better. Better. Hey, <laughs> put that on the board. Um, hey, one. so the, one. the <laughs> beverage for today, 
he I I think he actually gave me the point because he spoke out of true heart, and then he had to go back and is backtracked into yep. me. Yeah, is from the Breckenridge Brewery in Colorado. Friends out in Colorado. It Where's is that? a vanilla porter from the Breckenridge Brewery Fine Colorado Ales. But where um, is Breckenridge? Somewhere Colorado. in Colorado. It's in Littleton. This is not Little Town. No, just Littleton. Uh, a twist top. So hopefully, I don't know how good we're gonna get of a of a pst on the mic, but we'll give something what a shot. What are you? No, no, your dentist is gonna hate you. <laughs> oh, dude, you got it all over you. Did I? Yes, that was a terrible. He? Yeah, I'm not doing oh, yeah. the mic. Actually, yeah, just do it comfortably. It doesn't make a good pst sound, anyways. You don't know that. How did you? Oh. That's what you get with keychain bottle, bottle openers. <laughs> Good job, buddy. The smell is rich. Of what? Of death. Of uh, roasted malts with notes of vanilla. This is a vanilla porter. Thank you for reading the bottle to me. The uh, <laughs> the photo will, will be on Instagram, like always. Go and follow us, craft.theology, on Instagram. Um, and email us at crafttheologypodcast at gmail.com. So let's give this a try. And then let's, I don't know, we'll chat about it, then we'll dive into this episode. Wait. Oh, never mind. I'm going to go ahead and, well, no, y'all go ahead and sip sip it. No, you go ahead and sip yours. Okay. I just don't want there to be any any dead space on the microphone. (laughs) There it is. I'm a fan. I like it. Lucy absolutely hates it. If you could see her face right now. Oh. I'm in between. Yeah. In between It'll grow what? on what? A rock in a hard place? <laughs> <laughs> so the, the interesting thing, I think, with, with, a, with, with a, a beverage like this is when you're in between, it either grows on you or it grows against you. Like, it's not something that you keep drinking and you acquire a taste to. It's either you come to like it or you come to just not like it. I haven't decided yet. Um, I'm a fan. Now, I have... I'll admit, I've I've had these on draft before. Wow. And everything's better on draft. And they are better on draft. Yeah, because everything's better on draft. Um, Lucy just said that. I'm echoing not Lucy's point. Two points for me. I just wanted to, I really just wanted to say echoing because when he first said that, I thought that was such an interesting way to say like, I, yeah, I was I thinking agree. the exact same or I was agreeing with what you guys It's said. definitely different in the bottle, but... To me, it is. It's still really well, guys, good. That's the tagline. That's that's it for today's episode. It's We're gonna go get bottom. different stuff. <laughs> no, that's not it. Stick around. Hey, so this episode it reminds me of soy sauce. Ew. Uh, so, no, it doesn't. <laughs> you can't say stuff like that. The people are gonna be like, "We're not drinking that nasty beer. It tastes nothing like soy sauce." Well, let's get Lucy's opinion on, on this beer. Uh, hold on. She doesn't like it. I know. You can't. That's say already that. been established. You can't. People. You just said that these people. Although her second try, the facial expression was much less. Maybe she just wasn't expecting it the first time. But now that she knows what to expect. It's like the shandy situation, right? It's a nasty beer, but when you understand that a shandy is a beer and juice mixed together, it's a really good drink. The shandy is not bad. The shandy was not bad. No. It's not that bad, is it, Lucy? The shandy is much easier than this to drink. Well, Yeah, this is a porter. I know. Porters are like syrup. 
Yes. They're thick. Soy sauce. So that's what I'm not liking. Oh, uh, the thickness? Is the thickness of it. That's, so like, that's it a real beer right there. hit my tongue, it was just thick and like bitter. Yeah. So that's why it shocks you I wish they bit. were a touch colder. I mean, they've been in the fridge all day, so they're cold, but I do wish it was a touch colder. It'd probably be real, real refreshing. And surprisingly, I'm kind of surprised Xander likes these because he doesn't like dark beer. And if you were to pour this out of the bottle, it's black. It is. I know. It is black. I look. You can it. tell. There's just no reflection through it. Ah, oh, it's so good though. Okay. I, mean, I I don't know. Dark beers aren't my my favorite. This but episode's gonna go forever because I just won't drink it. <laughs> nah, we'll wrap it up even before you finish it. You just gotta chug it. I'll say, okay. or I just pound it right now. Yeah. And just. Okay, episode over. No. Um. So this I week's episode. I actually think that's fair. If you chug it now, like, if you got to go, well, the thing is, we have three more sitting in the six-pack. If he makes me Booyah. drink another one of these. Booyah, if you want one. They're no. here. Um, okay, so this week's episode is actually a request that we got um, from a listener of the podcast. And he asked that we talk about hope. And we didn't know what what area or aspect of hope um, to, to talk about if he wanted just kind of the orthodox Christian traditional theology of what is hope. Um, we weren't sure. So we're going to talk about hope in our own kind of way tonight uh, and kind of take his suggestion and put it into our own interpretation. Um, probably look at it from a really practical view, I would say, in the modern the modern church and how the modern church handles hope. Um I don't know if they agree with me or not. They're not shaking their heads or anything. Maybe they're planning on talking about something different. Um, but we just had a riveting conversation on heaven and hell. Bro, your words tonight. That was He's trying to impress me with his <laughs> vocab. That was not recorded, but maybe one day we'll we'll record our our conversation on that heaven and like hell that we just had. That was like super craft. It was deep. Yeah, it got real deep and it went down about 40 different side streets. Um, but we made it to the destination. Impressive so. analogy. All right. So it was it was fun. You're on a you're on a good mood tonight. You're you're doing well. <laughs> well, I had a good glass of wine at dinner, and now I'm knocking back a vanilla porter from Breckenridge Brewery, fine Colorado oh. ales. Hmm. So he has to be blitzed to do good. <laughs> no, I'm not even close to being blitzed. I wish I was. No, you don't. Then this talk would be difficult. It'd be a, um no, I'd be wired in focused. No, so you wouldn't. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda I'm gonna toss this toss this ball to somebody else. Um Xander, let let's get us started on this this conversation of hope. Where where are we taking it tonight? Um, well, I mean, I guess you kinda explained it a little bit, but right off the start, I guess I'll give my understanding of hope. As a pastor my understanding of hope in especially when I give messages to people, I really believe and it's just something that I personally like to do in every message I preach. So this is a little bit on a pastoral side for me, is I like every message I give to at least come back to allow the congregation or whoever I'm speaking to walk away with some form of hope. Right? I want them walking away with this idea that even though they might be going through a difficult situation, things are gonna get better because they have Jesus on their side. So that's where what I want to achieve in the 
idea of hope. And where does our hope come from? Our hope comes from the belief that Jesus will return one day and he will come back and that all things are going to be made better, right? That That's where our hope comes from. Our hope is found in Jesus and the return. That way we can know that even if our situation never changes on earth, we know that our situation will eventually one day be better because we're going to a better place because Jesus is going to come back. And so if I can find a way to give people that form of hope of just saying, you know what, even though you're going through a rough situation, everything's going to be better at some point, or whether you see it in this earthly life or not, to me that's where our hope should come from. That's where I want to give people hope. And for me on a personal level with hope, because I've had some personal experiences of being in hopeless situations, of situations where it seemed like I was hope-deprived and I had no belief and I was completely just didn't want anything to do with God. Like I've been there. I think we've all been at that point in some form of our life. But for me, I realized that putting my hope in God and just finding my trust in God, it's me aligning myself with God's plan for my life and just aligning myself with the love that God has. Yeah. And that that's where, to me, my hope does come from. It's just aligning myself with the love of God. And even if I am going through a difficult situation, if I see that situation change or not, that doesn't matter as much to me because I have a father on my side that loves me more than anything I will ever be able to rationalize or understand. And to me, that's one of the most hopeful things anybody could tell me. Yeah. So that's where my hope is at least just my definition and understanding. Yeah, that's a great place to start, Lucy. Where do you? Uh, where do you? What's your definition? Your understanding? She's gonna come. We had a little bit of a conversation um, the other day. I'm gonna derail this whole train. Yep. So if you want to go with that, no, let's go with that. Let's first. be let's ready. De- let's derail it. Be I was, ready. I was kind of planning on derailing after you gave a definition because I have some questions, but let's derail it now. Oh, it's about to. Derail. I don't use the word hope in my vocabulary. Here we go. Interesting. Let's go. I don't like it. Okay. Because in my opinion, hope means you're unsure of the outcome. So you're hoping you don't fail. You're hoping you get the job. Interesting. The end is already solidified with God. I'm not hoping that it works out. I know it is. I have hope for my personal life and my personal growth, because those are things that I'm unsure that will happen. Like I hope I can buy a house soon. That's it. I don't hope God will help me. Like God will do his will. I know he will. So I don't use the word hope. When I talk about God, I use the word faith. I have trust. I'm faith in God because I know all things are working out with God. I don't have hope in that. Because hope gives me the idea that it's a wish. It's not a definite. Interesting. So I would say, and I I don't know how to verbalize it yet, but I would say we have different definitions of what hope is. Based on, because I I think maybe I'm more where Xander sits um, before, before this conversation. And so, at least for me, having hope... Uh, is not is not something in to have in an unsure thing. Um, but hope is oh I have almost like a peace right mm-hmm. like you could almost use that synonymously. 
of having a hope in the return of Jesus, right? Like my hope, I have hope knowing that this 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 crazy world that we live in that is so full of, of sin and wretchedness is eventually going to come to an end. Like I have hope in that. And it's not a hope of, oh, I hope it happens or not. It's a hope of, I have peace knowing that it's coming. Yeah, it's not a questioning. Right. It's not a form of questioning right. your stance on things. Yeah. But it, I, I would agree but with that. It's, that. it's that peace and comfort. Right. But it is interesting because typically when we use the word hope, it is, oh, I hope this happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope we do this. I yeah. hope this is mm-hmm. that. Like, So I definitely understand like where you're coming from and that, that understanding of the word. Yeah. And I even think, even though we it sounds different in the way, I, I don't think we're as far off as it might seem. Mm-hmm. Because I think where Lucy sits and kind of where we were both saying, we're both kind of on that same way. It, it's simply in the fact of the way we're, we're almost using, the way we say our hope is, is in the same way Lucy's talking about where, you know, she has that faith that she knows. We... It's in that same camp that we're in with the whole whole idea of hope is being that we know what God's going to do and that's going to happen regardless. But Mm -hmm. it's still that just that comforting aspect of if you can, at least for me, because I am very much a person of practicality. I'm very much a person that I love getting people to a better place. And if that is by bringing up bringing up God and bringing up just a reminder to them that they are still they can find their hope in God and realign themselves with the will of God that to me is leading people down a thing of hope but when you say find their hope in God mm-hmm. what is the hope their hope is that they're going to realign like when i talk about leading because if i were to give a message and my message whatever i was talking on and i ended up my whole goal of why I'd want to give that message so that they could walk away feeling better about their understanding of God, walking away feeling better about their situation because God is on their side. So it's in that same way you're talking about, it's almost, I guess, in a way, I want to, if you want to call it that, replace their idea of hope with faith. Mm-hmm. That's what I would like to do. Okay. But if I'm, I guess the way I translate that with my verbiage is I am helping giving them hope. If that makes sense. So I I use the word hope when I like there's hope that my life is going to improve. Mm-hmm. Like and that's what I mean. I don't never say hope. Like when I'm using the word hope, it's never I'm hoping that God is doing something. It's a hope that I will choose to do something in the future that like my hopes are that I hope I will be able to like tackle depression. I hope that I will be able to graduate with my master's with a high GPA. Like those are my hopes because they're physical attainable goals that you can hope for. But when it comes to God, I don't, I, I don't understand using the word hope because it makes it seem like it might not happen. Yeah. So this is an interesting kind of a point I wanted to bring up. I was reading an article the other day preparing for this, and um, the author basically says, he says it in much fancier terms, but he basically says um, people, 
people can have hope without having faith, but you cannot have faith without having hope. And so I, I, I wanted to kind of maybe ask this question because it seems like in all of our definitions of hope, um, hope is synonymous for something else. So, um, like how for us, like hope is this peace in, in God. You know, Lucy doesn't use the word hope. She uses the word faith. Uh, but I think that that is an issue within the modern church is that the word hope is not used. Right. In, in scriptures, there's faith, hope and love. Faith and love are preached all the time. Mm-hmm. Hope is not because hope is synonymous to faith and love, I think. Yeah. Right. Or, or they try to use it that way. If you mm-hmm. have faith, then you have hope in, in Jesus. You have hope that your life is going to be better. If you have love, then you have hope that things are going to turn out for the best. Right. So why is that? Right. If if it's if it's faith, hope and love. Why is faith and love always in the forefront and hope just seems to be kind of this tag along third wheel? I know that might be a heavy question for you all to kind of think about on the spot, but I've been thinking about that. Anything? So why do people say faith, hope and love? No, why? Uh, scripture says there's faith, hope, and love. Mm-hmm. But on a on a typical Sunday morning service, mm-hmm. you they preach faith mm-hmm. and they preach love. Mm-hmm. They don't they they don't preach hope, right? Mm-hmm. Because they think that by preaching faith and preaching love, they are preaching hope, but they don't call hope by name. So why is that? Right, like that's the question. If there's three there, why does why do we only focus on two? I have an answer, but I don't think it's what you want to hear. No, that's fine. I I think if you're trying to have them, it's faith in God, hope in myself, and love for others. Interesting. So, I'm not necessarily gonna go on stage and preach. To have hope in yourself. But I'm going to preach that you should have faith in God. And I'm going to preach that you should love others. But I very rarely will preach hope for yourself. Because I feel like that's a byproduct of faith in God loving others. But that's... Right, well that's the thing. People understand hope to be the byproduct. Mm -hmm. But I I don't think it is. Like I don't... I think there's aspects of having faith and loving people that does uh, create some sense of hope. But why, as 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 Christians, as pastors, why don't we call hope by name? Right? Mm. Why do we preach faith and love? Why don't we preach hope? I think it's too cliche. I wouldn't know what to preach, but I also have a weird view of hope. That's fair. I think it's because cliche how because I think when you think of because when you start thinking of hope, hope is so it it, it kind of has become saturated in our world, 
right? We all there's all these different things about hope for a better world, hope for a better this, hope for a better that. I mean, hope has just become a word that is completely tarnished because it's overused. It's lost its value. I mean, I would argue that you people would walk into church and some of them might just be walking into church because it's just a routine thing on Sunday morning or whenever you have a service. But I would imagine there are other people that are walking into church because they're looking for hope. And it's very interesting that you we bring it up because hope is not, I don't think hope, it, hope is and isn't preached enough. Because in the time that we're recording this, we are kind of still in the middle of the, well, not kind of, we're still in the middle of the pandemic, but my mind flashes back to when the pandemic, when lockdown first happened, Yep. right, in the, in March, when we first went down into lockdown, and we were, it was just this crazy thing that was happening, people were losing jobs, the country was being shut down, there was fear everywhere, nobody knew how, what the, what this was like, we didn't know how deadly this virus was, you know, we're talking about COVID-19 coronavirus, you didn't catch this but what was so interesting and this was something that was happening all over america and really the whole world about the church the church started preaching hope right the church started preaching hope in that everything's going to be okay because jesus is here and mm-hmm. jesus is in that that even though you might be going through, you might feel isolated, you might feel alone, you're not alone, and you have a hope because that Jesus is not only, like, God's here, but also Jesus is coming back that's going to save and intervene and save this world. And so there was this overarching theme of hope that was being preached on every single Sunday by every mainstream. Any pastor was preaching some form of hope, saying, stay strong, stay faithful, and stay hopeful, right? That, that It was that finding hope in a hopeless situation. But now that we've kind of adjusted to the life of now that this pandemic is still changing life as we know it, but we've become more and more accustomed to it's it. It's been normalized yeah. in a sense. What it's been the message that I've heard a lot from pastors, it's no longer about hope. It's back to the routine normal. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is why I bring all this up is in March, churches were recording numbers like they have never seen before. Yeah. The online presence of platforms by churches was through the roof. Churches were growing. Like, every church was reporting numbers of growing by almost 50%. Yep. And that's insane to think about. Yeah. And now you're looking at it, and this is a problem that a lot of churches are having, especially in this current time period around the um, July to August. Churches were struggling. Yeah. It, it was just like almost after Easter, pretty much, mm-hmm. it just seemed like churches, just, they went from doing really well just to, to struggling. But one of the main things that the common denominator that I've seen, just not only in our church that we attend, but also churches that I look at and follow and churches around our community and some of the main churches that are very um, present on social media is their message shifted away from hope. And I just wonder the correlation of People were looking for hope in a place where they needed it, and it was being given to them. And then either the church said that's enough, and they throttled it back, or I don't know what happened. But was that hope in God, or was that hope in the church? Or hope in the situation. Yeah, like, I don't know. Why can't it be all three? I mean, it might be, but... For people to flock to the church for 
a month and then stop because they were looking for hope. They got hope and then they were fine and then they left. And to me, that's not hope in God. They just reconnected something in their spirit and were like, oh yeah, everything's good. And then they backed out. Like that's not, I mean, to me, that's not hope in God. That's hope in themselves. Like they fixed it, whatever their mental insecurity was real quick because of the hit of the pandemic and then they moved on. Maybe. I mean, I just, I look at it from a hope perspective and just, because I I do feel like I understand, because I really believe the church is a center for hope. I I just think that's what the the people that desperately are hurting and however you view your definition of hope, I I I really believe that's what the church is is really for. It's Mm -hmm. bringing people in that are broken and just being able to discover just who God is. Mm-hmm. And part of me feels like the coronavirus really put the church on a pedestal and said, people are desperately looking for something. How can you provide it? And it was hope. Mm-hmm. People needed hope, and that's why the church was growing. And even though our situation, it, the pandemic might have caused things, but there are still so many more problems in our country today that are probably worse than the pandemic right now yeah i was almost i was kind of going to lead lead towards that thought and people still need hope oh it's more than ever and i almost want to want to make this connection between the two points is i do think people came to to the church at the at the kind of the start of the the shutdown um because they were wanting hope that that life that life was going to be okay yeah that they were going to make it that it was all right. But I don't know if we can definitively separate the hope in everything's going to be okay and hope in God. Yeah. Because from a lo- from the messages that were that were coming out at that time, they were very much everything's going to be okay because of the hope that you have in God. Now how the people interpreted that, right? That's on them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I do think that I almost think it's both and that even if you do come to church for hope for personal reasons, that if you if you stay long enough, you know, that hope shifts from, uh, you know, I'm here f- or, or it, it shifts from the personal reason to knowing that the hope who the hope is coming from, where the hope is coming from. Um. So I I don't know if it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong. I don't know. But I do think there's a correlation between both of them. Um. And so, with that, why then? Why did the church back off from from preaching hope? Because obviously the numbers showed. That people were showing up. Obviously, people want hope. They need hope. They still need hope. They still want hope. Mm-hmm. So why? I mean, I guess you could just ask the question: Why isn't the church preaching hope every Sunday? And I know pastors would argue that they are, but to go back to kind of where this started, I think they understand preaching faith and preaching love as preaching hope. Yeah. And I don't know if it is. So I want to, almost in a way, how do you, what, what, 
what does it look like to preach hope? I don't know. I, I And I say that because I don't know if I've ever actually seen it done successfully. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not that, obviously not that it can't be done because it can be. But I don't know if it's ever been done successfully. And I don't necessarily think there's a big separation between faith and love. Uh, and the hope being the byproduct of that. But I think where I, ha- where I have a, a, a personal, uh, you know, hang up is that hope is not named. Mm-hmm. Hope, hope is not called out. Yeah. It's just have faith, have faith in God and love people, right? Greatest commandments, love God, love people. But what are you hoping in? Hope is just a byproduct and it's not called out. And I think that's my problem. I mean, I think we can call out what we're hoping in in a message about faith and love. But we don't. Why don't we? Should we? Right? Maybe that's the question. Should we? Do we need to? Is it important? I mean, I think it's extremely important to know where you're putting your hope and things in. Because I, I think that's that's crucial, even if it's more just therapeutic for yourself. I, I think constantly putting hope just keeping your hope in God is, and knowing, because regardless of if it's, because I, I feel like for me, I know the plans that God has for my life, and I know what God, some of the things, and it, it's not that I question those, but I'm still hopeful and finding my hope in, in that place, because that is a, when I ponder those things, I begin to get hope again, because I just look at it from a whole perspective of I'm realigning myself with the purpose that God has. And that is hopeful because I see a brighter future. I see something that excites me. And I feel that that's the same with the church. It's preaching hope is how can you give people hope and by preaching hope, by saying it, just whatever that might look like, I, I because I think it, it, I don't think there's one particular way that you can say that. I think because a message of if you're giving a very direct message and somebody that has cancer, and somehow some way you preach message and you're saying stay hopeful in Jesus, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to mention, and that person just gets a little bit of hope about their situation because they are realigning themselves with God's purpose. And they're realigning themselves with God. I feel like that is preaching hope as it is. And I understand that doesn't really answer the question of the idea of faith, hope, and love. I, I don't I don't know. Hmm. Because I just feel like hope is just always gonna be the synonymous one. That's just it's always there, it's always prevalent, it's in every single thing that we do. We just never know how to acknowledge it, and we never do acknowledge it. But it's always tied into everything. Yeah, that's fair. Lucy, what do you think about that? Um, I don't think you like what I... I don't think you like my understanding of what I'm saying. I don't think she likes what either of us have said. Well, that's it's not necessarily that I don't like it. I understand what you guys are saying, and I understand that that works for you. It's just when I try to chime in in this discussion, it's now I'm, I'm literally just taking it somewhere else because that, that's not how I view hope. Well, that's fine. And Let's I mean, go somewhere that's else. that's fine. It's just 
I don't know. I know we normally agree on a lot, but this is definitely something that we don't. Um, I mean, if I were to stand up on a Sunday morning and preach about hope, my message would not... It would be biblical. It would definitely be about God. But it wouldn't... I don't know. Like, you put your faith in God. You put your trust in God. And I understand you can also put your your hope in God. Like, I understand people saying that. But I don't know. I would never say that. I just don't get that. But, like, I have hope that it's going to be better. Like, when I'm in those moments where I feel hopeless, it's, this is not what the rest of my life is. Like, I have hope that my life is going to be better than this. My life will get better than this. This is not the end. So when I'm in those moments where I feel hopeless, it's not that I feel hopeless because I feel like I'm no longer, I no longer have faith in God or whatever. I feel like I no longer have, like, the hope that I had in myself is now gone. But then when I reestablish, like, this isn't the end, like, let's keep going. It's going to get better that's when I'm making conscientious effort to improve myself. But that never changes my faith in God. So, like, I can't attach my hope to God because I there are days where I lose hope. But I've never lost faith in God. But I've lost my hope before. Yeah, but by you saying, um, you know, I know... Th- I know things like I have hope that 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 this situation in my life is going to be better. Mm-hmm. Isn't that hope in God? Because isn't it isn't it God that's the one that ultimately makes that situation better? How how are you differentiating that? That's really my question. Because because I don't, I don't hear the difference. Because I'm choosing like I'm actively choosing to make decisions that will improve my life by following God. By aligning myself with God. So it's not hope that God will remain good. I have faith that God is good. And I have hope that I will choose to align myself with that. And then by you aligning yourself with that, things are going to get better. Correct. I still I still don't... I don't hear the difference. And that's, that's fine. Yeah. And that's... And that's the thing it's it's very small it's very finite difference right but if someone said preach a message of hope i don't i don't know what i would say like where's your hope and people are gonna be like it's in jesus and i'm like why i don't know like that's what i asked yesterday i was like well why is your hope in jesus like you're like what is what is hope to you hope to me is a wish it's a desire I don't yeah. have a wish in Jesus. I have full faith in God and his ability to be sovereign. I I don't hope he's sovereign. I know he's sovereign. And I know I have a very specific view of hope. And I might need to unlearn that. But that's kind of where... No, I don't think it's a... Because I, I like what you're saying about it. Because it, it does make... I, I think you bring up a really good point on hope. To me, it's just... <sighs> The, th- the problem that I have with it and why I think it's so difficult is as much as it, it, as great as it is and as nice as it sounds to constantly say, okay, 
I'm not going to put my quote-unquote hope in God because I don't need to put my hope in God because I'm going to keep my faith in God because God's going to do what's going to happen. That, while that sounds great on paper, practically, that's just, that's just not how the, that just doesn't work. And it might work for you because you've developed that and gotten to that place. I I just find it very difficult to tell someone that because, you know, you're going to talk to someone that's deprived of hope and they feel like nothing's going to get better in their life. The last thing I want to do is say, yeah, well, don't put your hope in God. You just need to put your faith in God. And because to me, when I, if somebody told me that, and I would understand what they were trying to say, but if I was in a hopeless situation where nothing was going to get better and you're telling me not to do that, I would say, what's the point of putting my faith in God? Because if there's no hope in it, what's the point of doing that? If that makes sense. That's why I think hope is so important because it it's, it's helps us and it enables us and it continues to be the beacon of hope. Like my, when you talked about the separation of my hope in Jesus, my hope in Jesus is that there is going to be a day where he comes back and this world is going to be fixed, right? There's going to be no room for this any injustice. There's not going to be room for any of this pain, any of this death, any of these wrongdoings, any of these nasty things that we see in the country. And that's where my hope is in Jesus. Do I have complete faith in that? Yes. But my hope in Jesus is the continuation of me believing in that and keeping me on that course. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the moment you start to separate hope from that and you start to pull that away, your faith is almost becoming, there's a bigger possibility that your faith is going to become weary because you've lost the hope that you you lost the hope of knowing Jesus, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Um, I just, I was thinking about this. Isaiah 40 says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not be faint. That is kind of where I guess I'm not understanding where you're differentiating between well, hope and faith. Because I understand that as those who those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll find strength in knowing that things to come are going to be better. Which That's is a not definite. A, which is not a hope in ourselves, but in a hope in the Lord. But that is a definite. Knowing things will be better. To me, that's that's too definitive for the word hope. Hope is a possibility. Like, and that's 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 my point. I guess that's kind of where I stand is where hope is too optional. Hmm. Some like if I have hope, like I hope I win the lottery, I might not. So if my hopes in the Lord, that makes it seem like it might happen. Where it's like, no, it's it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. So that's not hope to me. That's faith. That's the knowledge. Like, I know. Now, how do I tell someone that? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know how to tell someone who's hopeless and that they are unsaved and they're hopeless and they're in this such a a depravity sense. I don't know how to tell them, just have faith. Don't hope. Have faith. Because, no, they need to hear hope. They absolutely do. And that's why that's probably something I'd never preach on. I'd never say... I don't hope, but I think, honestly, you could reword my 
theology with the word hope and it would make complete sense to you. It does. Yeah. That's, I just don't use the word hope because to me, hope sounds wishy. Like it sounds like a dream. It sounds ideal. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't sound definitive. Yeah. It, I understand that, but I understand, I guess that's like almost two different definitions of hope. So when I'm thinking of hope in the common English vernacular, Mm-hmm. It is very wishy. I yes. hope this happens. I hope this, whatever. I hope I win the lottery. Mm-hmm. I hope I can do these things. But when we're talking about hope from a religious Christian standpoint, mm-hmm. right, I have a different definition of hope because it's, it, to me it's not a wishy thing. But how can you change the definition of a word just because you're talking about the Bible? Because it's used, cause it's used wrong in common vernacular. Well, I mean, if the common right, use almost, of the word I'd is almost, wrong. I'd almost say it's the same way that, you know, I say I love my mom and I love hot dogs. I'm glad that was your go-to. <laughs> right. But, like, obviously, I love my mother more than I love hot dogs. But it's the same word. So, are you trying to say that like there is an agape and a phileo of love, there should be multiple words of hope? I think when... Well, I think we should just be able to differentiate between what does it mean to have hope in in the Lord, mm-hmm. and then what does it mean to just to use hope in the very wishy way. I think we should be able to differentiate between that, or find a different word. And I mean, I nor I can. If someone told me to have hope in the Lord, I'm in no way correcting them. Yeah. I'm allowing them to have that conversation. I'm allowing them to use that vocabulary because that's what makes sense to them. Like, And I completely understand what they mean. I understand what both of you mean, and I'm not negating any of that. Right. That's just not the wording I would use. And if you ask me, what do you believe about hope? I believe hope is a personal desire. I've just never thought of I, I've never thought of hope when, when you know when you talk about hope in the sense of a you know Christian hope I've never thought about hope that way as a as a personal I've never differentiated hope and Christian hope or biblical hope it's well, just the word hope yeah I and haven't like, either until just now. But I, I, do, I do think there's a difference. Because there's a whole song, My Hope is Built on Nothing Less. Right. Like, I get that. And then I'm like, is that hope? Like, what? what is... And I get it. Like, I completely understand what they mean by hope. Like, I understand that you are, your your hope is your trust. And your it is trust. It is faith. It is all of that. It's an amalgamation of that. And they're just using the word hope. Like, I get that. That you're putting hope in God... Because God is the one that is going to make everything perfect. Yeah. He is going to redeem all of us. And I understand putting your hope in that. Like, I get what you're, you mean. But I also don't, like, I don't see an issue with just changing the word hope out with faith. And that I have faith that God is doing that. But then I can also, I don't know, like I can see both and I can see you trying to flip the switch and saying that faith isn't as definitive as hope is. Like I can see someone trying to argue that and I don't have an issue with that. 
It's just personal preference. I don't really use the word hope. I more so use the word faith. Gotcha. Xander, you're thinking hard. I'm still thinking. <laughs> I thought you were crying for a minute, and I was like, I'll let him be. Now, if, I, if that made me cry, then it would have been a real spirit moment. Well, I can see in his brain he's trying to formulate something. I um, am. So, these porters. Oh, now he's going to lose his train of thought. Nah, we'll let him sit there and think. I'm almost done with mine. And he's barely touched his. <laughs> because it's, I think they're delicious. It reminds me way too much of soy sauce. Both of you have, soy sauce is so salty. How does that remind you of soy sauce? This is a, The thing is, when he said that, I can understand Take what he means. Take a smell of it. Like straight up smell, I, that's why I, like it just smells like soy sauce. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I went. I can't. I can't taste it though. It's too sweet. I think because I've already smelt. Like I've already smelt that. Like it's already just. It's I think in his my, head. My brain's already mm. playing tricks on me. That's okay. Because that's fair. That's what's getting me so mixed up right now. Well, because what I've been thinking, but I don't. The thing is, it, it's. It, Lucy, I, I you're gonna say the same thing on the whole faith and hope Mm -hmm. how they can be interchangeable and I'm just I'm I've been trying to think of a way of I just don't know about that and I was trying to remember Mm -hmm. what's that quote that you read at the very start Elliot about um you can have hope without faith but you can't have faith without hope was it that one read it say it again you can have hope Without having faith, but you can't have faith without having hope. That's a very uh, summarized version of a whole three paragraphs in an article I was reading. Because I guess every time, what I keep coming back to with faith and hope is that if you don't have hope in Jesus... Even if you completely have the faith that there is going to be a return and that you've been washed, sanctified, and cleansed by the blood, all of that, all your hope is in Jesus. If you can have the faith, but if there is no hope in believing in that and that desire of just that constant pushing out, that constant just admiration in a way, I feel like that's where I'm at with faith and hope is that faith is the confidence, right? It, it's that that, pe- that that way of knowing, but it's that hope. That hope is that's keeping, that's driving you to keep that faith, right? Because it's you have your faith, and that's where you're getting your confidence from, but it's that hope that is continuously pursuing that faith. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. That's where I'm trying to, like, connect the dots in my head. That's why I think hope is so important, and I'm trying to figure out a way to tie that in as well with with faith because I completely know what you're saying and how faith and hope can be pretty much almost synonyms for one another. You can replace the verbiage. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't like that because I hope has its own powerful place in it. And I, I right. guess for me, that's where I'm trying to get at it is that I can keep my faith and hope is not doubting my faith, but hope is the one that's continuously pushing me to keep going in my faith, to keep the faith. See, and I need you to define what that hope is. Like how is how is what is this hope that's allowing you to keep my your hope, faith? My hope is that 
Jesus is because I, I had the Crowder song stuck in my head. That's what I was playing. All my hope is in Jesus. Oh yeah. Um, I think that's actually an old hymn, isn't it? I think so. I think all my pieces hope is of it in are. Jesus. All my yesterday's gone. Um, mm-hmm. I've been something and forgiven. Yeah. I've been washed by the blood, and that's where I look at it. Is in my hope is in Jesus. My hope, and I, I just like that because it's this idea that because of Jesus, I have a hope that. Even though I mess up, Jesus already got me covered. And Jesus is going to one day come back, and I'm going to spend eternity in paradise. That's where my hope is. And that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm striving for. That's what I'm after. That's my hope. But that's not contradicting my faith. My faith is knowing and keeping that. My faith is rock solid in that. But it's that hope is what's keeping me and striving me to continue to chase Jesus. It's almost, I may be wrong, so stop me. I don't want to put words in your mouth. But stop! But it sounds like... Stop! Okay, go. It sounds like um, you're saying uh, hope is the emotional support that's getting you through the faith. And I would be okay with that. If that, because if that makes sense. I, I said, I don't know, for somewhere in the podcast, I, I mentioned how hope is very therapeutic for me. Right. And to me, I would be okay with that because it is that it's that in those moments where everything seems bleak and you're you're questioning your faith and you're even if you are a well-seasoned Christian and you know that everything's going to work out because God's going to figure all this out. It's just going to, yeah. you know, but there are those moments in your life where there's just going to be this amb- is imbu- amb- oh, I forget it. I'm not even going to try and ambiguous. say it. Thank you. Ambug- yeah, it's just not happening. That state of mind where it's going to, you're not going to know. And your faith might be rattled a bit. But what but aren't you knowing? Because when you're in the middle of like a situation okay. that you don't know what's going to happen because what you're expecting to happen and what you want to have happen, but it's not happening and it's only getting worse and worse and worse. I don't care how great of a Christian you are. I don't care how great of faith you have. Your faith is going to get to the point where it starts to get rattled where you say, I don't know. But you don't know if God is good anymore? You're telling me that you've never been in a situation where your life has gotten so bad, so bleak, where you just sit back and go, man, I really question it. There have been times where I felt so hopeless that I've had to just stop and realize God's good. And in the middle of me being hopeless, I understand God is good and I'm putting my faith that but God is see, good. Though, I think that's where you're getting your hope because you're putting your hope in that God is good. And by putting your hope in that God is good, you're realigning your faith. No, because my ho- faith... <laughs> I don't like when you yell real fast. <laughs> it's like those lawyer shows. Um, I, hmm. I kind of think this. I have never once thought, sorry, no, you're that good. me going through a struggle means God is no longer good. No, I don't think so either. Okay. But you're telling me that there, I, but I'm saying that it is so easy to say that on paper. But when you are in the middle of something tough. Mm-hmm. There is, it does, like, if I, God forbid. Also, sorry, I think it's easy to say on paper, and I think it's easy for us to say, who have master's degrees and working on a master's degree, like, in, on a second master's degree. in, in religion. Like, we're pretty solid in our faith. Yeah. So, it, I think it's easy for us to say that. Yes. But, mm-hmm. I, but I, where, where Xander's coming from is definitely from a, like, 
like lay person parishioner's point of view. Well, yes. you can't ask me my personal opinion and then say it's not good for everyone else. No, and I, I still. But I'm here's not saying the thing. That. I, I, n- I never said that. Thank you. I, I don't even care. I'll say it to you because well, I, no, so, I still like. Okay, then I mean, this is why we're having this conversation. So, I have never once gone through something and been like, I guess Jesus isn't as good as he told me he was. Like that's not. So to me, my faith has never been shaken on based on a situation. I mean, I think you've I never was, been in a situation where you go, man, I don't know if this is I was 16. So, I mean, yes, I did go through one situation, but I would beg the question that I wasn't actually saved. I grew up in a Christian household and I didn't actually get saved until after I questioned everything and then got saved. So, no, in my Christian life, I do not. I've never doubted my faith. Once saved. Uh, can Power I ask, to you. Can I? Can I? Can I ask you another question? Yes. Do you? Bel- so, are you putting your faith? You would also say that, like your faith slash hope, whichever way you want to go with it, okay. is knowing the plans that God has for you. No, I don't know the God plans God has for me. But you have faith that God has good plans for you and intentions for you. I have faith that God is going to work everything out for His benefit. And you don't. You don't have any faith in what God has called you to do. I know where you're trying <laughs> to lead me. <laughs> Are you, you saying, do I have faith that what? What are, what are you called to do? What am I called to do? Yes. It's, uh, to be in ministry. Okay. I know I'm called to ministry. All right, we'll hold it there. Perfect. Okay, cool, thanks. So you have faith that you're called into ministry? No. I have faith in God. You have faith in God's plan that he has called you into ministry. No, I have faith that God will work everything out for his plan. You are so skirting around this question. (laughs) Because I'm not trying to get caught in whatever you're trying to do. I was going to say, because you're so skirting around it, because we've had conversations like this about ministry, Mm -hmm. where you have told me that you've thought about getting out of ministry. Mm-hmm. There have been moments like that. Correct. And the yes. reason I pull that up is because I, and I haven't been able to get you to say it because you're skirting around it. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say that mm-hmm. having, f- for me personally, mm-hmm. and you can back out of this, that's fine. But for me personally, my faith is also derived in the plans that God has for me and what God has called me to do. I feel like God has called me into ministry. I have faith that God has called me into ministry. Mm-hmm. And... There have been moments in my life where ministry has been very difficult, where I have questioned if ministry is right for me. But. (laughs) Sorry. But I've had my hope like so I've had my my faith questioned about what God is calling me to do. That makes sense. Mm hmm. But I continuously have my hope. Go ahead. But that's personal. That is a personal thing. That's that's you. That's a personal career choice, career goal. I'm yes and no because I have a hope because also with the what I God has called me to do, I also have a a, a hope that I'm going to be restoring a community that is broken. I would say okay. You might hate this. I would feel comfortable saying, I have a hope that I'm supposed to be in ministry. 
now. Because I don't know God's plans. Oh my gosh. What if I'm not <laughs> supposed to be in ministry? This is ridiculous. I think. So I, I can say that. I have a hope because I don't definitively know. But I know God is good. So now I'm hoping God. I have faith in God. I definitively know something about something. Tell I'm me. not saying it's hope. You have a rock solid faith. Thank you. <laughs> like Thank you. if that's just where your faith is at and you're like, you know what? This is it. Whatever happens, happens. Like, No, I'm not saying that whatever. Power to you. I have faith in God. I don't have faith in people. I don't have faith in situations. I have faith in God. Yeah. All of us do. Correct. Okay. So I don't understand why that's weird to say I don't have hope in God. I have faith in God. Because I know God is perfect, all-powerful, sovereign. Like, I know that. So there's no hoping that he is. I just know he is. I also feel like you keep going right back to that, though. Okay. Because, like, you're pulling, you're pulling that, in, and that's just become everything you move to. And I feel like you're discrediting everything else I've said. And not that I'm trying to change your opinion or anything. No. I'm not. But I'm trying to get, I feel like we can get in a ground where it makes sense, but it's just not happening. Do you have trust in God? Uh, that is very difficult, and that's something that I go back and forth on. Trusting God? Yes, trusting God. Okay. It's very hard for me to trust most people. So, yes, trusting God is one of my weaknesses. Interesting. Okay, that's fine. Oh, okay. Be- well, uh, I ask that because if you're... Because uh, just like all of ours, right, uh, our faith in God is so strong, I would definitely have trust in God, right? I would have trust in in God's plan. Yeah. Even though I don't know what that plan is, I have trust in it because I know it's God's will. So, mm-hmm. I, so I trust that everything that plays out is going to play out the way God wants it to play out. Why do you disagree with that? I don't disagree with that. I was going to say something, but then I had the word hope in it, and now I have to rethink everything. <laughs> and You're then, trying so hard. And I, I bring no, up, I'm not trying to not do it, but now I'm like, hold on. I bring do up, I not believe what I'm saying? I bring up the word <laughs> trust because... Are you about to pull a definition? Yes. Oh my Google goodness. definition of hope. This is the second one. Oh, so it's not even the main one. <laughs> uh, is a, fe- a feeling of trust. I looked up hope to you yesterday and read you the definition, and it was an extreme desire or wish. A feeling of ex- a feeling recall. of expectation and desire <laughs> yes, for a do. certain a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Correct. To me, so that's hope. Okay, but it's expectation and desire. So mm-hmm. I am desiring for the Lord to, for Jesus to come back. That is a desire of mine. But you also know He's going to come back. Correct. Okay, but, but it's can a de- you not but desire it's a, But that? it's a desire for it for for him to come sooner than later. Like just because you so know, that would like, be so that would be having hope in the Lord. Like as in a the kid, return of Jesus. At a kid for Christmas, did you just know that Christmas was going to come around, or were you desiring for Christmas to come around too? Were you expecting it to come? No, I wasn't expecting it. I just knew. It's on the calendar. You, oh I'm so sorry. Gosh. I'm I'm not trying to not agree with you. That's just a poor example. Well, right now, she's rethinking what she believes. 
because because I feel like yes. How is that a poor example? Any, any like I was so so like desiring and it just like, so excited for Christmas. Like I couldn't even like I woke my mom it's up. Like you, like you know it's coming, no, but you my, still desire brother, for it to get here. Yeah, that like, was my even brother. Now like I'm still like I I looked at I saw something um that was just like Christmas is coming and it made me so excited because it was just like the classic all the Christmas stuff and I was like. An elf popped up, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like I am, like I cannot wait." Okay, for that season. Saw a TikTok the other night with my wife. We were in bed, and she was scrolling through TikTok, and one came up, and it was just like a a really fast bunch of different pictures, and it was Christmas pictures. Maybe that was the same one. It was on TikTok too, and she she looked this. at me. And she she had this huge smile on her face, and she's like, "I just got so excited." Yes, because there's a desire for for that moment, for that season. Yes, for that feeling of Christmas. You know it's coming, but just because you you could still desire it to get here. That's that's my argument. End of end of that argument. Oh, okay, you could, you could go on a little bit because Lucy's starting to buckle because no. she knows where <laughs> no, it's going. I have. <laughs> She's now rethinking her entire belief. Yeah, no, on hope. I'm on the other thing. The whole Christmas thing doesn't make any sense to me at all. Okay, so, <laughs> so I want to think about this too. This is going back to this is going back. So our live stream audience, 10, 15 minutes. Can we get a poll in the chat? Um, to is, to is what Lucy Xander wrong? to what Xander was talking about with hope, and I I picture it between like hope and faith, and I almost think of it as this is the best analogy I could think of. Hope or faith is. Uh, you know the interstate, and you're driving down the interstate, but you're just following the biggest vehicle. So you eventually get off the interstate, and you don't know where you are. But it's your hope, right, that brings you back to that interstate of faith. So, so you have faith. Things go awry. Your faith gets shaky, so you kind of you kind of get off that interstate. But it's having hope in the Lord and hope in the return, in the return of Christ, that brings you back to that interstate. Does I, that make sense? Yeah, I complete. I'm okay with that. Okay, I don't have a problem with it. Well, that's I, where I, I'm I, at too. Well, that's an analogy of what you said. Yes. So I knew you'd be fine with it. But Lucy, what do you think? I want to know what you're. Th- I want to know what you're thinking. Okay. Because you're, you're you are rethinking things. I see it in your face. I am. I'm about to fall out of my chair. Because we've had too many in-depth conversations. I know what your your thinking face is. Okay, so I'm not trying to reiterate old points. I have faith in God. That isn't in question. Now I'm going to use the word hope. I do have hope. Yeah! Woo! That I am living my life in accordance with God. Cool. We're okay. all we're all there. Great. In that, yes, I hope that I am doing what pleases him, that I am aligning myself with him and I have and I am hopeful that I will grow with God. I'm fine with all of that. That's my faith. My faith is in God. My hope is that I will live up, not live up to that, but I will honor God with my life. 
That's my hope. So I'm cool with that. You don't disagree with that? Not sure yet. Okay, cool. <laughs> as long as we're at a base station. I, mean, I would have... I would have... Uh, like, I would have faith that I, I'm going to live a life that is in line with, with what the Lord wants. I have no faith in myself. That is like good for you. Yeah, I, I think I would have faith in that. Because it's because faith is believing in the things that are unseen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that concept of us living a life in line with what the Lord wants is mm-hmm. something that is unseen. It is unseen. And so I would have faith in that. But it's also my biggest expectation of my life is to live a life honoring God. So that's that's my hope is that I live a life honoring God. Yeah. But I have faith in God. I have faith in God's plan and I have faith that God is sovereign. Right. So that I will have. Underneath that, I don't know. So you don't have a desire for the Lord. No, no she I, just I knows do. the Lord. I know him. <laughs> what? That was my hope, that my life will honor God. I'm aligning myself with him, that I'm doing things that will honor him, and that I will seek him. That's my hope. And, and Okay, so then by doing that, you're desiring what? To know God. You're putting your trust in God? You have trust in the Lord? I'm going to try. <laughs> That's one of my hopes. Uh to grow and better Man. myself. That's but, fair. So that's that's kind of my my base. Now what that I said, don't you like so that I can rethink it cuz I've already forgotten what we've argued about. I I don't even know. Okay, cool. I think it's just I I don't know. I I think I'm understanding where you're you're coming. I I understand where you're coming from. I completely from. understand where you're yeah, coming from. Yeah, I have from. no problem with that. And I, I guess don't to agree. me it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I agree. But that's fine. Because I, I don't know. But, okay, so. And I just don't think we're going. To, I think we're just going to keep running around in circles If and circles I were to say the word, I hope God, like, I don't know what I would finish that sentence with. I would never say, I hope God. Okay, blank. I have hope that God. I have hope in God. Like Yeah, I just, I have hope in God. But I feel like you need to end, finish that sentence. Of, there is no end. I have hope in God. But what does, what do you need to define the word hope? I have, I have hope in God. I I don't know. I don't know what you mean by define the word hope. Define the word hope because I mean to define however we defined it. I define it as desire. This is why we need to have two definitions. So yeah, it's a thing. Whatever. Like I define it as desire, and you define it as trust. Right? Sure. Yeah. So like I have desire in God, or and I have trust in God. Right. Like that's fair. I would define that statement. I have hope in God as I have trust in God. Trust would be a, an acceptable synonym. Okay. And maybe because I struggle with trust, I might struggle with accepting the hope part of it. I think it's the hope. When you put hope, you're going out on a branch because you're believe. So when I say I have hope in God, right, I'm putting my hope in, like I said, that, all the things I have read in the Bible, all the things I've been taught, I have hope that that's going to be true. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting myself out on a branch. 
but it's that faith that I fall on that continues to support me as I go. You have trust. <clears throat> okay, you, I'd you agree have, with that. You have trust in those things because of the faith yeah. that is your foundation. Yeah, but it's that faith that is continuously pursuing and wanting me to grow because I want to continue to know more. And it's that faith that is allowing me to continue to do that. I'd agree with that. So it's almost like a boat, right? I have my motor is my hope that's keeping me going, but I'm I can't have a motor with no boat because if I didn't have that, I would just completely sink. But it's that boat that's keeping me afloat and the motor's keeping me going. So your boat is faith. Mm-hmm. So that's completely opposite of what he said of his quote of you can have faith without hope, but you can't have hope without faith. What was it again? I need it written down so I can see it. It's it's you can have you can have hope without having faith, but you cannot have faith without having hope. And I think it's switched. You can't have hope if you don't have faith. Well, no, I, I disagree with that because I think people that don't have faith, they still have hope in the sense of it being something wishy. Let me read you this. This comes from onlinelibrary.wiley.com. It's a PDF. <laughs> Thank you. It says... <laughs> It says, hope is commonly used to mean a wish. Its strength is the strength of the person's desire. But in the Bible, hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised and its strength in his faithfulness. Thoughts. Hope is commonly used to mean a wish. Its strength is the strength of the person's desire. But in the Bible... Hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised, and its strength is in his faithfulness. I don't have a problem. I mean, that's kind of what we said. Whose faithfulness? The person's? God's. It's a capital H. So read that one more again. Did you say Morgan? One more again. Hope is commonly used to mean a wish. Mm -hmm. Its strength is the strength of the person's desire. So that's your that's how that's your understanding of hope. Mm-hmm. But in the Bible, mm-hmm. hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised, and its strength is in His, who is God's faithfulness. So really, we we have thanks to onlinelibrary.wiley.com. Thank you, Wiley. There are like he is presenting two different definitions of hope. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hope in the Bible is something different than hope in hope today. Yes. So hope in the Bible is extreme confidence in the promises of God. Yep. And the promise of God is as strong as it is because God is as faithful as he is. Correct. I would agree with that. We've come full circle. Basically, we're all saying the same thing. That is 100% of our arguments. <laughs> so, okay. So now, so with that understanding. Okay. Where do we, where do we stand? Give a, give a final, a, a final summation, synopsis. Of hope. Of, of hope. Does it, does it change where you were at at the beginning. It has to because you just said you agree with it. It it does and it doesn't. Okay, cool. That's what I thought you were going to say. So it, it does in the fact... It doesn't because I probably still won't use the word. 
Okay. In my vocabulary of my theology, which okay. is okay. We can work on that. But I don't discredit hope as a pathway to faith for people. If that is how you find faith, gotcha. is through your hope. Hope in the Great. promises that are to come. Yes. Expectation of the promises. Yes. And in God's never ceasing faithfulness, the hope will be fulfilled. Yeah. I am fine with that. It just probably will take me a while to ever use hope in that way. I'm going to print that out. Okay. And I'm going to stick it on your desk so that you read it every day. Can it be pretty, though? Sure. Good, because I don't like ugly things on my desk. We'll make it pretty. Perfect. And then hopefully one day we can sit down and have this conversation again, and it'll be a, a quick one. Yeah, be easier. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He won't lose his mind. Um. Cool. Xander, what you got? Just out of Hebrews 11. Thank it's, you. Faith shows the reality of what is hoped for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So... Faith is the reality of what is hoped for. What does that mean? I, I felt like that's what I was talking about. It's the It's his way to prove that I'm wrong. No, I'm not proving that you're wrong anymore. I don't really <laughs> I didn't even hear your final argument. I was too busy looking it up. So you, I probably could have had the satisfaction <laughs> but missed it. No, it's just exactly my final thought is I'm really happy to be had this conversation because it helped me understand my under, my definition of hope. But it the is same. like Especially out of Hebrews 11, this makes a lot more sense to me in that faith shows the reality of what is hoped for. It is the evidence of the things we cannot see. It's in that same way. Hope is my things that it's, you know, my understanding of what God's going to do. My understanding of the hope of God, right? Mm-hmm. And faith is the enabler that is continuously allowing me to have that hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I'm at. But it's, it's hope in the... In the promises that are to come. Yes. Because of God's faithfulness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that definition. I don't I don't know why we brought it up so late, but I'm really glad uh, that I, I brought that into it. Because I, I really do like that understanding of kind of differentiating between, I guess, two, def, you know, really two definitions of hope. We were on that track. And when... Because, I don't know, I really just, there really are two different definitions. I mean, because, yeah. I mean, I say sometimes, you know, man, I just hope this happens. Mm-hmm. You know, but that obviously means something different than when I say I have hope in the Lord. Yeah. Same as I love hot dogs and I love my mom. I mean, there's, there's clearly a difference. It took us a while to get there, but man, we got there pretty good. That was nice. I don't know if Lucy's there yet, but. Well, I just had another thought, but it's no, okay. let's let's go for it. Okay. Well, if faith is the byproduct of hope, once you have faith, do you ever think you'll stop hoping? No. But if faith is the byproduct of hope, will you stop hoping when you have faith? Is that what you said? More okay, so I'd argue no because well, you would stop hoping for what you already have faith in, and then you would hope for more, and then you'd have faith in more, and then you'd have hope in more. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so you would never—I don't want to say like re-hope in the same things, 
but you would have hope it would turn into faith and then you would progress and have hope in more to then grow faith in more yeah okay i think that's a fair statement cool i mean i'd have to really think that out but i think that's just on the surface that's fine i mean if you really wanted to a great chapter for this would be hebrews 11 and you wanted to go through the idea the balance of hope and faith yeah because i mean it the author of Hebrews, whoever it is, I believe it's Priscilla. But let's go through it. I think it's Priscilla too. It, but do you have it pulled up? Yeah, I do. Cool. Let's go through I, it. Because I like, I really like it. Because it's by faith. Starting in verse three, it says, "By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we, I'm reading out of the NLT, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering." gave evidence that he was a righteous man and God showed his approval of his gift. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. It was by faith of Enoch, and then it continues to go. It was by faith that Noah, it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as an inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going, and even when he reached the the land God promised him, he lived there by faith. For he was like a foreigner living in tents, and so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same prop, the same promise. I'm gonna skip down because there's just a lot of like the author continuously going this. It was by faith thing, yeah. And I really like this one by eleven because, um, and starting in verse eleven, it says it was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old. She believed that God would keep His promise, and so a whole nation came from this one man was as good as dead, a nation with so many people that, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. And I like the last one especially because that is, I think that really shows the beauty of hope and faith together. Yeah. Right, you see the hope of Abraham and Sarah that they're going to have a kid and that there is going, not only for themselves, but also to fulfill the promise that God has for them. Right, this hope to be this starting person of this entire nation right yeah. that they have this hope but it's and then that faith is the continuous yeah thing. well it's the hope in the promise mm-hmm. right it's the hope in the promise that they are gonna you know, Abraham is gonna be the father of nations and there yeah. is gonna be this innumerable amount of, mm-hmm. of can't descendants even, can't even count it on a grain of sand yeah and I, I just think that's such an interesting way that the author starts off with the whole understanding of I just hit the mic but I think it's just such an interesting way that they start off the entire chapter that they're about to go on with faith shows the reality of what is hoped for it is the evidence of things we cannot see and then they list all of it says by faith and then it lists different things that whoever that person that they from the Old Testament they talk about it shows their hope yeah, their one statement of hope that they were hoping for in their life, and it showed how faith they saw that come into fruition. Right. Yeah, that's good, Lucy. Yeah, that was good. Wow. I'm like, sorry, I'm thinking about like 18 things right now. Now, I need a whiteboard. Well, but we're fine. We ready to rate these? There's a there's a whiteboard in the office, but we there's not ra- one in the studio. I know. We ready to rate these vanilla porters? Yeah, let's do it. 
Lucy, you can go first on this one. One. You- <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, it's not that bad. <laughs> Holy cow. You know what's funny? This is the first thing me and Lucy agree upon because <laughs> I'm giving it a one as well. <laughs> Y'all are pitiful. Um, I don't know where I stand. My first one, okay, so my first one was really good, and I drank it down. Because it was cold. I opened the second one. And it was warm. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, I don't know if it's too sweet You've, or whatever. He still but, has more in his bottle but than you do. Like, I'm kind of starting to get a headache. It's just, I don't know. Not a huge fan of the second bottle. And because I know that it's way better on draft. I think I'm probably only going to give it a four. Yeah. Hear that, Breckenridge Brewery? Step your game up. (laughs) If you, if you, I guess I could say if you like vanilla porters, you will probably, you will probably (laughs) love this. No, you won't. Yeah. But y'all don't like vanilla porters. I don't know if I've ever had another one to tell you if I do or not. (laughs) Then how can you tell the people that they won't like it? Because this one is bad. If Uh. you like, let me tell you, if you are a Japanese food lover and love soy sauce. <laughs> you wish you could drink soy sauce without the sodium? Like, this is for you right <laughs> Another here. porter. I promise you. Ew. Like, if you It are smells like soy sauce, doesn't it? No, that's weird. I'm glad I didn't smell it before I drank it. It doesn't it? I'm telling you. Straight up soy sauce. <laughs> that is straight up soy sauce. It does have a hint of vanilla in it. I'll give you the vanilla. But that's straight up Vanilla soy sauce. Vanilla soy sauce. Well, that actually sounds like it'd be kind of good. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> what are you talking about? Maybe I just... That is so soy sauce. It's not even funny. Maybe I just... I'm about to pour this over my rice. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I just fail at finding beverages. <laughs> I mean, Your no, shandies weren't bad. Yeah, your last one was good. Uh, whatever. Or wait, we had those sent in. Huh? Yeah. Those get sent yeah, in. Yeah, the ones I I, the ones I brought in. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Say so he brought them in. Um, well, I don't know if our conversation today was uh, helpful. Help me. Uh, it did help. Probably me. not what he wanted to hear. Whoever wrote this in. Yeah, it Sorry. did help me, and I'm sure many of you listening kind of have the same questions or concerns, or maybe haven't even really thought about it like us. Um. And we're figuring all this out together, but that's what's so fun about craft theology is we're just figuring it out together. And if anyone out there thinks I'm really wrong, I'm dead serious. Send us resources and I'll read them because I'm curious. I would be, I'd love to have another top conversation about this. I mean, I would take a while, read the resources, and then I'd come back to it. But for real, if you're like, nah, she's wrong, this is why, send it in. Yeah. Maybe if we get enough of those, we can just have a We Were Wrong episode. Mm. And we can talk about worship in the beginning and prayer and hope and just talk about, okay, we were wrong and here's why. That could be fun. We read your responses. We read your responses and we're idiots. Or we could read your sources and be like, you're wrong. You're wrong. Like I've already had a pastor friend send me a book about uh, Adam and Eve. I was like, hey, read this. I haven't bought it yet, but so it's on the list. Yeah. And it all depends on who you look up, right? Mm -hmm. You look up Augustine, his theology is going to be much different than Origins or Amos Young or any, you know, modern theologian. Ugh. 
what, modern theologians? I'm not a big fan of Amos Young. Oh. Oh, you don't like Amos Young? Not really. He's all right. I find his I find his stuff uh difficult to follow. That's any theologian now. Oh. I tried to read Tozer the other day and I made it through like a paragraph and then was like, This is a little weighty. I need to <laughs> I need to not be busy for this. Yeah, I like Tozer. Tozer's good. Um Tozer's good. Augustine I'm a Augustine fan. Um I haven't really studied Augustine. I like some. I, I'm a I'm a fan of older stuff though. Call me crazy. You are 85. But I don't know. Elliot is not 85 on the record. <laughs> <laughs> He's 83. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Uh, well, thanks for hanging out with us for as long as we've been here. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. Remember, follow us on Instagram, craft.theology. Uh, and if you want to email us, uh, you can do that at crafttheologypodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you in the future. And until you hear from us again, that's all we got. Y'all got anything as we sign off? Don't buy, but don't buy vanilla port. <laughs> oh, I was about to take a sip of it. Okay. You chug it. Chug, chug, I, chug, 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 chug. No part. I, it's too me. thick for me to chug. I had like two. Right. It's hard to chug bottles. <clears throat> True. Bye, friends. Adios. Bye.